We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. minutes a day 365 days a year this is the pack a day podcast hey everyone i'm back pinch hitting for andy herman once again uh so call me keston hero i don't know how to pronounce his name i'm sorry but um whoever the brewers are pinching andrew mccutcheon i know he hasn't played in a while but that might be somebody who might pinch hit. Whatever. I'm here. Uh, hopefully you guys don't hate me too much this time around. Uh, talking to little Green Bay Packers. We're in the dead zone. The What my opinion is one of the worst times on the calendar in terms of, of football, even though the stuff around football is, is incredible. You know, the NBA playoffs this year have been great. I personally am not a hockey fan, but I know a lot of people are. And the NHL playoffs have been very good. I think we had three game sevens in the first round. And I am a baseball fan, so being able to watch uh, baseball here in the early goings of April and May has been fun. The Brewers are having a good season, so I'm sure you guys are all very thrilled about that. The Bucks uh, came up a little short, obviously without Chris Middleton. Just a real quick take on that. I know this isn't a Bucks show, but my take with the Bucks is they don't need to make any drastic changes. Keep that core, Giannis, Chris Middleton, Drew Holiday. Keep those three guys together um, and hope for better health next season. Change some of the role players around him. Get rid of Grayson Allen. He's a karmic disaster. And I said that the day they signed him. And sorry, I'm not going to like Grayson Allen. And him playing for the local team is not going to change that. Um, I'm just, it's not going to happen. So change some of the players around him. But otherwise, you got the recipe. They're taking the team. Uh, the Celtics are in the Eastern Conference Finals now. They're 1-1 with Miami. They could very well be in the finals and maybe even win a championship. I think based on odds from a betting standpoint, they are behind only the Golden State Warriors for winning an NBA championship. But that's my quick take on the Bucks. What I did want to talk about today was the big news from this week, which was Jair Alexander getting his contract extension. I'm sure you guys have heard a lot about this. I just haven't had an opportunity to say a few things about it. Uh, number one that I did want to get to was this was never a concern. Uh, I know a lot of people were kind of like, oh, finally it's done. I was worried, you know, what? and I understand that, especially in an offseason where Devontae Adams – left Green Bay, and that just doesn't happen very often, uh, if at all. You know, I, I was very, very vocal in thinking that Devontae was going to stay as well and saying, you know, the next guy the Packers publicly say they wanted that didn't get another deal in Green Bay was going to be the first. Well, Devontae was the first. Uh, but as far as Alexander went, there were a lot of just 
odd discussions that led to, and I get it. There's a lot of downtime and, and maybe we're bored. I don't, you know, I don't know, but the thought that green Bay could trade Jair Alexander and like, well, they re-signed Russell Douglas and they had Eric Stokes and they didn't need him last year. Number one. Yes, they did. They absolutely needed him. Green Bay is the way the season has ended has changed what really was true or changed the thought process about what really was true about this Packers defense. And the Packers defense last year was not this just suffocating unit that just beat you down, play in, play out, game in, game out. They were average. They had some really good games and they had some bad ones. I mean, in the, even in the month of December, like they were good against Minnesota. You kind of tossed that. No Kirk Cousins. Uh, they got a lot of turnovers against Cleveland, but they weren't good that day. They weren't good against Chicago with current Hall of Famer Justin Fields. Shout out to Justin Fields for being the first active player to ever be in the Hall of Fame. And they had some good games, too. Certainly in the playoffs, they were phenomenal. Uh, against the Niners, they deserved to win. Had the Packers won that game, in my opinion, I think they would have beaten the Rams by two touchdowns and gone to the Super Bowl. And a big story coming out of a Super Bowl season like that would have been just how good the defense was to get the Packers to the Super Bowl. But they weren't a great unit for the entire season. So this idea that they just – we're okay to get by without Jair Alexander isn't something that's based in reality. Um, as far as where are they going to play everybody? That's a really good problem to have now, isn't it? Being able to play Alexander can play primarily in the slot. If they want to do that, he'll play on the outside. If they want to do that, they can kind of interchange some guys in and out of the lineups if they want to do that. But how many years have we gone into a, just two years ago where you're hoping that when the quarterback drops back to pass, he doesn't figure out that Kevin King is covering Mike Evans or that Shannon Sullivan is covering Chris Godwin. I'm not trying to pick on those two guys specifically because there's so, that Ladarius Gunter isn't covering Julio Jones. Can never have enough quality corners. Being able to keep Alexander in the fold was absolutely a must. Trading him was never an option. Letting him walk was never an option. That's just not what teams do. The Packers viewed him. I know Schefter worded it a little goofy, which is kind of his brand now, but the Packers viewed him as a, a core player on their defense. And he's young. He's ascending. He's the first pick that Brian Gutekunst ever had. It was his contract was never going to be tied to anyone else's. Well, if Rogers retires, you know, maybe they won't keep Alexander too. And just kind of going, no, Jair is young and ascending. And it's all the time on my Twitter timeline. And it's factual, a top, three to five corner in all of football, if not the best corner in all of football when he's healthy. And they did need him and they will need him. And this season when they go in, you know, against some of these offenses, the Packers again are viewed through the lens of what do you do when you get to the playoffs? Because winning the North should be a given a, a minimum. If Aaron Rodgers stays healthy and even with this defense, he might be able to miss a game or two and still keep them afloat. But winning the North is a minimum. It's what do you do when you get to the playoffs and play the Rams with Cooper cup and Allen Robinson with Matthew Stafford throwing the ball or the bucks with Tom Brady throwing the ball to Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and all those weapons they have out there in Tampa. And if they are able to get to a Super Bowl, you know, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, some of these big time guys, you need as many cover corners as you can get. And Green Bay right now, one of the fair questions about their team is do they have enough firepower on offense to keep up if their defense has to be or has a bit of a letdown. So that was an easy one. Signing Alexander was easy. As far as looking at, you know, who's next is kind of the question that comes from that. They freed up a ton of cap space on that. Well, I shouldn't say a ton, but they freed up some cap space on that. 
Some think that that could be for a veteran, you know, Jaquaski Tart, Jadeveon Clowney, Justin Houston, uh, Julio Jones, Odell Beckham. Those are certainly possibilities. Maybe as we get later into the offseason, you know, it's it's May 21st as you guys are watching this here. The Packers didn't sign Devondre Campbell until the middle of June, uh, early June. So there's some time there. Odell Beckham's injured, so he might even not sign until August, September, something like that. Julio Jones, who knows? Some of those other guys, who knows? You know, it's hard to say, especially when you don't know what's going. Because my thought on these guys just from, and I'm from a completely macro view here, is just what's the holdup? Like the, the draft is over. There's no way they can be asking for, you know, that kind of money anymore. It's borne itself out that that's not worth it, but maybe they still are. I don't know. You know, I don't know what the, what the holdup is for some of those guys. And that's not just for the Packers. That's for anybody. Um, you know, maybe somebody's waiting for a training camp injury or something. Hopefully that doesn't happen, but it could, um, but it could be for a veteran. Otherwise, you know, you look at some other extensions in house and there are three that come to mind. Well, two that come to mind almost immediately. And a third one that maybe people aren't thinking of as much, but Mark Eckel brought it up on Packer report. You can find that over on packerreport.com where I also write every so often uh, is there's these three guys. Uh, Elton Jenkins is number one. And Elton is um, the Packers told Albert Breer last year that they thought he was the best offensive lineman in all of football, not guard, not tackle, not center, not versatile chess piece, offensive lineman, you name it. They think he's the best one potentially in the entire sport. And I know he's coming off an ACL injury. We'll see what happens when he's back and healthy. But again, just not a guy the Packers are going to let go. As far as a priority, if you will, I think Jenkins is probably a little further down the list just because he is coming off an injury. And his negotiation is going to be a tricky one. Like he's played a lot of guard while he's been in Green Bay, but he's also played tackle. And it looks right now, based on just the way the team drafted, what they did for everyone, that Jenkins is going to be the right tackle. And it looks like, you know, Bakhtiari is going to be the left tackle. Josh Myers is going to be the center. After that, I think it could be a lot of interchangeable stuff. Could it be Royce Newman, Josh Nyman, John Runyon, Zach Tom, name your Rashid Walker was somebody that people thought could have been like a fourth round pick. The Packers got him in the seventh round. There's a lot of moving parts on that offensive line. That's going to be a competition. And I think that's a good thing. You know, I just hope my hope is that the Packers kind of establish who that first five is going to be. I, this is a personal preference and just having played the position at a much, 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 much smaller level. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. 
That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I prefer the continuity of having the same five guys play every week. The Packers clearly don't care about that. <laughs> they, they last year went into the season and Lucas Patrick started at guard week one and John Runyon started week two. Like they changed offensive linemen after one game in the season. They rotated starting guards throughout weeks of the preseason last year. That's how Royce Newman ended up being a starter at one point. So it's going to be interesting just to see what they do with Jenkins. Um, but I'll get to that point at the end. The next one is Rashawn Gary, uh, pass rusher, obviously. Packers 12th overall pick. Had a very good season last year. They picked up his fifth-year option, so they have him under control through the end of next season, which is a big thing to kind of keep in mind there. But it's also possible they could do – the thing where they sign the guy earlier and keep him under control for, you know, that extra year, you get him for that fifth year option. And then you kind of move the extension uh, from there working from that direction. But Gary's another guy uh, going to become one of the leaders, maybe even the top player on, you know, right now, if you had top players on the Packers defense, and there's quite a few of them, uh, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark, Rashawn, Gary, Jair Alexander. I think that one of those four guys you can say is their best player on defense right now. And that's with all due respect, even to guys like Adrian Amos and, and some of the Preston Smith, some of the other guys that are on that side of the ball as well. But Gary is somebody that seems like an easy extension candidate for what the Packers are going to want to do and how to build this defense around as we kind of transition out of the phase of the super Smith brothers and some of the other guys that, that have been here, you know, maybe Adrian Amos isn't around next year and Devondre Campbell eventually won't be in green Bay anymore. Albeit that won't be for at least a couple of years, but you look at some of the guys that may not be around here in just the short to medium term, Rashawn Gary will, and should be. Um, I would think his extension is one that may be a little less complicated. Uh, but if he goes out and has just another baller season, like he had last year, then you're talking about, I mean, a, a big, big edge edge players get paid so much money. Guys. Like I, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but so much money. And that could be something that Gary could even say he wants to wait on bet on himself to kind of like, uh, I know this is a baseball example, but Aaron judge, Aaron judge turned down a seven year, $213 million contract. And right now is one of the top two players in baseball for the American league MVP award. And when you're putting next to a name like Mike Trout, there's now like whispers. Could he get $300 million? Now it's May. It's a long time between now and then, but Rashawn Gary's obviously not going to get $300 million, but if he has another big season, could he get one of those like largest non quarterback in the league type contracts? Maybe it's possible. He's been as good as, as some of the other guys that have been in that discussion, maybe a step below that, but you know, the Packers, they're going to work on an extension. For him as well. The one that maybe people aren't thinking about talking about with Mark Eckle, like I mentioned, is is Alan Lazard. And Lazard was a restricted free agent. The Packers put that second round tender on him. He hasn't signed it yet. And that led Eckle to it was speculation, and he admitted that as much. It's not a sourced report, nothing like that. But could the Packers be working on a long term deal with him so they don't have to do 
this song and dance every year. And with the situation, this is kind of the same discussion we had you know, last year with the Packers receiver room. It was just, we were using Devonte Adams's name in this regard. And Lazard, not anywhere near the player Devonte Adams is. That's not disrespectful to Lazard, but Devonte Adams is the best receiver in the NFL. And I still think that's going to be true. Even while he's in Las Vegas, yes, Derek Carr is a downgraded quarterback, but some of the chemistry stuff and everything that they're going to do, they're going to give him the ball. And his numbers may not be 115 plus catches, but he's also got Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro to take the ball from him in certain situations. And plus, who knows what else the Raiders are going to do? They got McDaniels there running the show. Who knows? There's a lot between now and then, but Adams is awesome. Lazard, not that, but has been a good player in Green Bay. Lafleur always speaks highly of him, a really good blocker, and he's been a capable receiver. He has some issues from time to time, some concentration drops, stuff that you don't really want to see, but sometimes it happens. Um, but with the Packers going into next year, you know, Romeo Dubs is going to be under contract next year, assuming he makes team fourth round pick usually would Christian Watson's making the team next year. And then Omari Rogers, probably uh, I'm not as high on him. Obviously I wasn't high on him coming out of the draft, but it's hard to see the Packers cutting a third round pick and then not giving him every opportunity to see just not a lot of guys under contract. You know, Randall Cobb is on a one-year deal and maybe that's a, you know, one-year deal that green Bay does every year as an Aaron Rodgers pacifier until Rodgers decides to retire. Who knows? That's that's a long time uh, out, or a lot can happen between now and then. But Green Bay just doesn't have a lot of guys under contract, and having just the stability of Lazard, at least knowing, hey, you're not building your receiver room around him per se, but at least we know, hey, coming into the year, they got Lazard in there, they got Watson and Dubs, and probably Amari Rodgers, and then you know we just kind of build things from there. And he's been an important piece to Matt LaFleur's defense, even, or defense, Matt LaFleur's offense, even on plays where he doesn't catch the ball. And that's invaluable from a receiver standpoint. So I'll be interested to see how that goes. One bonus guy that I mentioned as we were talking and it kind of hit me in the middle was Adrian Amos. Amos is somebody that there's, you know, the Packers, his contract's expiring. Darnell Savage is on the fifth year option. So he'll be back next year, but Amos has been rock solid since he's come to green Bay. You know, it kind of makes the Greg Gabriel, haha Clinton Dix, Adrian Amos argument, Hub Arkish, I think was part of that as well. Just the discussion of how Clinton Dix is a much better player. And Clinton Dix is now, I believe, out of the league. And Amos is playing at a he hasn't made a Pro Bowl, but he is playing at a Pro Bowl level. And he's one of the top players on this Packers defense. He's so important. Might get an extension, might not. You know, the Packers could decide to go on the younger side for Amos, but I me personally, I wouldn't do that. Just, I think Amos has the type of game that ages well as he gets older, uh, just because again, he's not reliant too much on speed. He's got pretty good instincts. He's a really good tackler uh, for all the talk about him not being a playmaker. He's forced to turn over and at least or in every season since he's come to green Bay. Uh, so he's been able to make plays that way. Uh, and like you said, you know, the, from a leadership standpoint, from what we can gather, I was just actually having this discussion not that long ago from what we can gather, I won't be surprised if Amos is voted a captain um, just from the way the guys talk about him and everything. You can just hear how much his voice matters in that locker room to those guys. But there's a lot of guys like that on the defensive side of the ball. You know, you start looking, Alexander was voted a captain at the beginning of last year, uh, famously because of course, Zedarius Smith wasn't and then bought a, a big chain with a captain's patch on it. And a lot of other weird stuff that happened that now Minnesota has to deal with. And loves he's a great player, but, my goodness, if I was not tired of that drama by the end of last season. So those are some guys, uh, like I mentioned, that Green Bay could get an extension to. So Adrian Amos, Alan Lazard, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins. What I will tell you is 
mark this down, screenshot it, write it, barring something just catastrophic, an injury or something worse, which I don't even want to manifest, so I'm just going to leave it there. Rashawn Gary and Elton Jenkins are getting extensions, and here's why. The next player that Green Bay wants to, and I'm amending my own rule on this admittedly, but the next player that Green Bay wants to retain, and that's a key phrase right there, wants to retain, it's a getting their second contract, and they let go, that'll be the first one that happens. Because when you bring up Casey Hayward and Micah Hyde and guys like that, number one, Green Bay didn't want those guys back. And those guys kind of talked about it, how it was just radio silence from the Packers. Uh, number two, those guys weren't as good. Well, Hayward kind of was, but he was banged up. But Micah Hyde certainly wasn't as good in Green Bay as he was or is in Buffalo. Uh, but that's a different discussion for a different day. And the Devontae Adams situation is an outlier. Adams didn't want to be in Green Bay. The Packers even offered him. Ian Rappaport reported earlier this week on Pat McAfee's show that they offered him a higher two-year contract than what the Raiders did. He just wanted to go play for the Raiders. Okay. Jenkins and Gary will be back. Don't let the salary cap boogeyman tell you otherwise or, you know, reading numbers and crunching stuff. Russ Ball, Gutekunst, all those guys, they plan for this. They know. And it might mean some other guys, because, of course, you know, the cap's not a myth and all that other, you know, it's it's able to be manipulated, but it's not fake. I think that's an oversimplification of something that is incredibly complicated. But it might mean that other players aren't in Green Bay in the nearish future. You know, whatever that means is, is what that means. I'm not even going to even start to speculate because there are so many guys over the last few years that a lot of people, myself included, have speculated they might be playing their last season in Green Bay. Now, this is probably their last season in Green Bay. Aaron Jones, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos, Zadarius Smith, that one ended up true. But so many guys, Dean Lowry, so many guys that were discussed as definitely going to be gone are still here. And with a salary cap that might explode here in the coming years might be here for the foreseeable future. So we'll see how that goes, but I do know, and I can promise you that you can relax. If you want to buy a 74 Jersey, you should feel good about that. If you want to buy a 52 Jersey, first and foremost, that's my son. So you should have bought one already, but (laughs) if you haven't feel free to go do that now, I'm out of time. I'll be here with you guys throughout the weekend. Uh, Again, like I said, don't, don't uh, compare me to Andy. I could never live up to that standard, but I do enjoy talking with you guys. If you got something you want me to talk about, hit me up on Twitter at Jacob Westendorf. Until then, I'll see you guys next time. Uh, talking Packers on the Packaday Podcast. Follow that show at Packaday Podcast. Thanks for listening. See you again. Headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. 
Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour three-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com. 